This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the automotive industry. Nissan reported its latest financial earnings and the numbers are cause for concern. Sales of vehicles fell 8%, revenue dropped 12%, and its net profit dropped 88%. That's a profit margin of only 1.5%, and it prompted Nissan to eliminate its dividend. This is a company in deep trouble, and it's only going to get worse. Japanese companies operate on a fiscal year that runs from the end of March to the end of March. That means there's one more quarter to go, and none of these numbers reflect the impact of the coronavirus on Nissan's Chinese operations. As we reported yesterday, Daimler's financial earnings in 2019 were alarming. Sales were flat, and it posted a huge drop in net profit. But that's not the only thing the company has to worry about. Daimler's CEO, Ola Kalenius, says it's going to be a challenge for the company to meet European CO2 targets this year and next. That means the German automaker faces big fines. But one thing Daimler will not do is discount its electric vehicles in an attempt to boost sales to hit its CO2 targets. Kalenius said, and I quote here, it is very important to achieve adequate prices on these cars and not to destroy pricing levels. Did you get what he said? Daimler would rather be fined for not meeting emission goals rather than losing money on its EVs. Because once you cut the prices of those cars, buyers expect them to stay there. Hey, is Mazda finally going to get a diesel in the U.S. market? Sure looks that way. The California Air Resources Board posted a certification for the model recently. And after promising it for nearly a decade, Mazda finally added the Skyactiv diesel to the CX-5's powertrain lineup last year. And now it looks like the Mazda 6 will get it, but we don't know when. The CARB document shows that the diesel in the 6 will be a 2.2-liter four-cylinder with a six-speed automatic. According to Autoblog, the company will only offer it in the top signature trim, which currently costs more than $36,000 with a standard four-cylinder gasoline engine. Well, the diesel in the CX-5 is about $4,000 more than the gasoline counterpart, so the Mazda 6 diesel will probably be priced around $40,000. The world is changing at an ever-increasing pace. No matter what the mode of transportation, there is always the need for an efficient propulsion system. And that's exactly what Borg Warner has been doing since the earliest days of the automotive industry. Using digital cameras instead of rear-view mirrors is illegal in the United States, but not in Japan or Europe. Lexus started using them in Japan a couple of years ago and will now start using them in Europe on the ES300H hybrid. The cameras are mounted outside the A-pillars, just like today's mirrors, but they're much smaller and thinner. Their video feed is displayed on monitors inside the vehicle that are mounted at the base of the A-pillars. The cameras improve aerodynamics and reduce wind noise, plus they get rid of that big bulk hanging off the sides of a car, which designers hate. They also display an extended view of the area alongside and behind the car when it's in reverse to help eliminate blind spots. Lexus will display an ES300H with these mirrors at the Geneva Auto Show, and they go on sale shortly after that. Speaking of Geneva reveals, Hyundai will debut the new i30, which is called the Elantra GT in the U.S. market. 
The company released this teaser shot of the front end of the N-Line model. As you can see, it features new styling with a sharper looking grille and LED headlights. The rest of the car also gets updated design and the interior features a new digital instrument cluster and a 10.25 inch display. We'll get more details about it when it debuts next month. Aston Martin is expanding the Vantage lineup. The coupe was launched in 2018 and now they're introducing the convertible version which they call the Vantage Roadster. It's powered by a 4 liter V8 and an 8 speed automatic from ZF which helps move the car from 0 to 60 miles an hour in just 3.7 seconds. It's also capable of hitting 190 miles an hour with the top up, even though it weighs about 130 pounds more than the coupe. Impressively, the cloth top can be lowered or raised in under 7 seconds at speeds up to 31 miles an hour. And if you happen to have $161,000 burning a hole in your pocket, you better hurry on down to your local Aston Martin dealer because they're taking orders right now. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. And by Borg Warner, propulsion solutions that support a clean, energy efficient world. The Insurance Institute for Highway Safety announced the winners for its Top Safety Pick Plus and Top Safety Pick Awards for 2020. 64 vehicles earned the award and 23 of them won the coveted Top Safety Pick Plus Award. To qualify for that, a vehicle has to earn good ratings in each of the six crashworthiness tests. And they have to have good or acceptable headlights and available front crash prevention that earns advanced or acceptable ratings in both vehicle-to-vehicle -vehicle and vehicle-to-pedestrian tests. We don't have time to list all the vehicles, but here are the highlights. Mazda had the most top safety pick plus winners with five, and Hyundai, including Kia and Genesis together, had the most winners overall with 17. On the opposite end, FCA and Mitsubishi didn't get any awards. Ford, Volvo, and BMW did not earn any top awards. No minivans or pickups qualified, but the IIHS says that could change if automakers make mid-year changes. Let's hope they do that. Hey, did you see the recent AutoLine This Week with Lori Harbor? It's a great show that looks at the pressures on the U.S. tool and die industry. Lori says there are 100,000 jobs tied to the tool and die industry, but they're under threat. She says a big problem is that GM, Ford, and FCA do not look at the total cost of the tooling that they buy. They only look at the purchase price. So they're buying a lot of tooling for China, even though it often needs rework and changes, which can cause scrap and longer lead times. She says the U.S. tooling industry would be doing a lot better if the American automakers looked at total cost. Lori really lays it out there as what they have to do, and you can watch that entire show on our website and YouTube channel. Then later this afternoon, don't forget to join us for AutoLine After Hours. We'll be learning about GM's new electronic architecture. Can General Motors finally catch up to Tesla with over-the-air updates and data processing? Gary Bandersky from GM will take us through the system and what it can do. So join us today at 3 p.m. Eastern Time for the kind of insights into the automotive industry that you are not going to get anywhere else. Anyway, that wraps up today's show. Thanks for watching and join us again tomorrow.